shit. What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Everybody, everybody around the world, what is going on? It is I, Mortimer Main, your friend and host and man with the plan up here at the Treehouse Lounge where we are chilling, listening to the records, talking about music, talking about life. Hope everyone's having a great day or evening so far. It is another beautiful day up in here at the lounge, of course. Today, we are still in the bees. Yeah, we're going to be in the bees for a while. And today, I pulled out a record. I'm just going to go ahead and say this is this is a controversial record uh, to be to be in the, in the collection. But we're going to talk about why it is today. So today, we're talking about Australian band fronted by a guy named Nick Cave. Have you ever heard of that guy? Today, we're talking about his first band or whatever, second band from Australia called The Birthday Party birthday party birthday party nick cave like i said nick cave and the bad seeds you might have heard of him now does that ring more of a bell are you a fan are you a fan of nick cave that's what i want to know am i a fan of nick cave i cannot say cannot say so the birthday party formed in 1976 and they were around until 1982 when they broke up and that's when nick cave split off with a couple of the members forming the Bad Seeds. Here is the thing. Here's the thing about this record. I did not buy this record based on how the band sounded, okay? I, I had never heard this band when I got this record, but it was recommended to me, and the cover art is spectacular. It's actually by Ed Big Daddy Roth. If that name means anything to you, I'm going to talk about uh, Big Daddy a little bit later, though. You're probably asking yourself, Morty, why you got a record in your collection, you know, that, that you didn't pick, that you didn't even know the music? And sometimes that happens. And like I said, I was recommended to a friend, and the artwork is spectacular. But I'll tell you how it happened. Back in my younger years, <laughs> I used to work at a record store, uh, believe it or not, right? And one day, I came into work and my mind was just blown because the manager was there, my friend Doug, and he's like, Morty, you're not going to believe this. On the counter, he had a stack of like 30 LPs of some of the best and most influential uh, punk music that had ever been recorded. These were usually original, original pressings, you know, sometimes imported from the UK. Um, just, I'm not going to name the list of bands that were in, in, in this stack, in this sale, but I'm going to, I'm going to point them out as we come along because a lot of them were, uh, labeled Carol. Somebody had written, Carol had written her name on the front of the record sleeve in her very nice, uh, handwriting. And so I'm just going to say this is a Carol record, but, um, so I got a large, uh, chunk, you know, of uh, of my punk collection from that. And what had happened was this, this kid just came in one day and was just like, you know, I don't even think he had a record player, or, or I don't know, maybe he didn't even like music, but he said he needed gas money, you know, which might which might have meant weed money. We kind of thought, but we were just like, whatever, man. Um, you can sell these on eBay and make more money, you know, uh, than we we can give you here. And then this kid was just like. I just need this money. And then he came back again. And the first time he visited, it was crazy. The records went from like A through D. 
and then he came back uh, like a week later or something and he had records like he just like picked up another chunk of the Carol collection and brought it in and, and sold us like another chunk of like E through like let's say M and I bought every single one of them because uh, you know this was probably one of the biggest punk vinyl treasure troves that had ever been dropped uh, partially dropped on a, on a record store in the city in my humble opinion cool thing was Doug my man you know was such uh, an audiophile a musician himself he already had a lot of this stuff and he was older than me so he you know his collection was massive and he already had a lot of this stuff so it all went to me so it was awesome I was so happy I was so excited in fact that I called up a friend of mine who was really big into punk music and I was like Scott you gotta come check this out and he came, checked it out, I uh, came to the store and I showed him uh, what I had got. And I was like, listen, man, why don't you take one, one of these records, any one you want? And he ended up selecting a, uh, a Germs record uh, from uh, LA, LA punk group uh, from the 80s. But he really, really, really commiserated over taking this album that I'm holding in my hands right now, The Birthday Party's Junkyard. And I was like, wow, they must be pretty good, you know, because I respect uh, my friend Scott's opinion on a lot of things. And Doug was like, yeah, yeah, the birthday party, Nick Cave, you know, they're good. So I spun it once and I, you know, wasn't impressed. And I didn't spin it again until today. Here's the thing. This is this band's third studio album produced her on, a, on an Australian label called Missing Link Records. I was like, what? This is their third album? Because, gang, I played it and I, I am just not with this. I don't like the birthday party. I am not with this band. But um, I think they're still worth talking about. I don't listen to a song because you know what? Just because I don't like it doesn't mean that it's not good. <laughs> and it doesn't mean that other people don't like it um, does that make sense you might like it and that's what I want to know and if you do uh, I want you to send me an email and tell you why because guess what a lot of people do like this band love this band there's they had a lot of critical acclaim heaped on them after breaking up in 1982 right after this record came out and so uh, you know as I was listening to it I was like this is crazy. Um, I don't like this at all. One of one of the, their uh, critics in praise described their sound as a barely controlled racket. I would describe it as just out of tune, out of time, you know, out of technique. It sounds to me like a mashup of uh, Bauhaus, The Cramps, and then you know a generic uh, proto-punk band from the late '70s. Um, you know, with a lot of energy, but maybe not a lot of talent as a musician. Okay, so that's my honest opinion. Thing is, I like Bauhaus and I like the Cramps, you know, so uh, I just don't like um, <laughs> the birthday party. So let's see what you think. Here we go. We have Several Sins, which is the last track on the first side of the birthday party's last record as a band together. Here we go. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, there it was. The first and last time we will ever hear the birthday party on this show. <laughs> what did you think? Let me know. Uh, okay. I'm not going to talk about them anymore. I'm going to talk about Ed Roth. I'm going to talk about Ed Roth. Ed Big Daddy Roth. Major cultural contributor uh, to the world. Started off in uh, Southern California's. He was into uh, customizing drag racers with pinstriping. Started doing a lot of artwork. Came up with the Rat Fink character. And um, I think he, you know, like there was just a lot about this guy. He, he did a lot of different things uh, that were really cool. And I really appreciated the Rat Fink art because when I was probably about 12 years old, my stepdad knew that I would like to build models. And he bought me two models that were designed by Ed Roth back in the 60s, part of his uh, Weirdos collection. And so these little plastic models had, uh, they both had monsters driving drag racers, which was super cool And I put them together. And I painted them just like they were painted on the boxes, which were also retro 60s uh, fashion that came out in the 90s. One of them was Dragnut and the other one, I, I don't remember what his name was, but it was really cool. So when I saw this birthday party album with this big, you know, clearly Ed Big Daddy Roth uh, piece of artwork on the cover. I, I knew right away that I liked it, you know, like that I wanted it, that I wanted that to be part of the collection because this this piece by Ed Roth would probably not be featured anywhere else. But I want to know, Ed Roth, R.I.P., did you like the birthday party? Did you think they were a good band? Is that why you, you know, licensed your legacy, your Rat Fink artwork to these guys? If anybody has any information on this, please let me know. Another thing I want to mention about Ed Roth, talking about his uh, contribution to street culture, I guess. According to him in his documentary, which is, uh, I forget what it's called, but it's a really good uh, documentary film. When he started designing he was one of the first guys to put his artwork on a t-shirt in the 50s now i guess like i don't know i'm not going to go into the history of clothing but i think the t-shirt the white t-shirt which is probably the only color it came in at first was all of a sudden when it was invented was super cheap and super comfortable and everybody had them but they didn't have anything on them they were just plain white <laughs> you know and according to ed roth he was one of the first guys uh, outside of like you know sports teams or, or high school stuff you know he was one of the first guys to put something other than a brand or logo on a t-shirt a piece of artwork you know which is now like what we expect uh, from t-shirts these days so it was him according to him it was the first time that he was just like you know what instead of just walking around with a plain white t-shirt super boring right why don't we put some uh, artwork on it and that's what he did and I think that's where we you know get a lot of our uh geez one of the one of the one of the legends of graphic design in his day anyways what a journey um i, I had to do some soul searching today and i think i found out a little bit more about myself <laughs> so that's that tomorrow is a new day we're gonna have a new record and life just goes on as it always does aren't i right about that at least okay everyone this is uncle maury signing off i need a drink and i need to hear myself some good tunes all right i'll be back see you tomorrow
Bis 